And today's scripture passage is uh, taken from Psalm 62. It's also uh, found on the back of your uh, worship bulletin, so you can follow along. Psalm 62. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Surely the lowborn are but a breath, the highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward every, everyone according to what they have done. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Thank God for giving me this opportunity to share His words with all of you. I'm a little bit nervous because my children are here to listen to my English. Okay. I believe that most of you have experienced what it's like to wait for something or you might be waiting for something now. For example, maybe you were studying abroad and left your family for the first year and you might feel homesick. You might really want to go home, but you know that you have to wait until summertime. How might you feel during the waiting period? And if your children didn't go to church for a long time due to some circumstances, maybe you have prayed for them and asked God to bring them back to church. You didn't see any change until now. How do you feel during this waiting time? Again, if your parents, siblings, and relatives are not Christian yet, perhaps you have prayed for their salvation for a long time. Maybe you still cannot see anything happening in their life. During this waiting time, what do you feel? When we are waiting... Most of the time, we might have this kind of thought and response. We might feel anxious, irritable, and impatient, and feel like time is wasted. And in the meantime, we might try to use our own way to do things. We might worry and make assumptions because we don't know the final result. If we have waited for a long time already, we might feel discouraged, frustrated, and may even begin to grumble. 
Waiting is not an easy thing, especially in a world where efficiency is so highly valued. We live in a world that desires speed, efficiency, and instant gratification. Maybe that's the reason why the instant noodles are selling well. But waiting is a recurrent theme in the Bible. This word, appear, this word appears more than 100 times in the New Testament and over 1,000 times in the Old Testament. If a person doesn't know how to wait, he may put himself or others in danger. For example, when you are driving, you may have to wait and follow the rules of traffic. Otherwise, an accident may occur. Like right, waiting may preserve us in our lives and in our space. Brother and sister, I'm going to share Psalm 60 with you today. Psalm 62 is a psalm regarding how to wait and rely on God. We need to learn how to wait on God. Let us pray before we open God's word. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us the Bible, your words. We pray that the Holy Spirit will be with all of us, give us a humble heart and a listening ear to hear what you are going to teach us. We commit this time to you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. King David wrote this psalm during the time his son, Absalom, rebellion. King David would like to encourage believers to put all their worries, pains, hurts, and difficulties to God. To rest in God's grace and wait for God's time. There are three main points we need to remember. First of all, peace in the face of adversity. From verse 1 to 4. In verse chapter uh, in verse one says, "Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him." And verse five, we piece this verse but change from a statement to a command, and says, "Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from Him." David urged and commanded himself to find rest in God. What is the difference between these two verses? It's obvious that it's related to the situation which David was facing. David said, his soul finds rest in God alone, not other people or other things. The word rest in Hebrew, I don't know how to pronounce, is a noun, and in English can be translated to rest or wait. The meaning is to express a nonverbal feeling of sadness and grief. And it's also used to expect complete surrender and reliance on God. David believed that my salvation comes from him. He could rest in God because he put everything in God's hands. Why did David have this kind of faith? The verse 2 gives us the answer. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. A rock is a dirty and a reliable place. A fortress is a highland that's difficult to breach. 
David was convinced that he can only lean on God. God is his salvation and fortress. He will never be shaken in God. David might slightly wave, but wave, but he was in crisis. When he was in crisis, but he will never completely collapse. Verses 3 and 4 tell us what situation David was facing. Verse 3 said, How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down? He's meeting war and a tottering fence. David was facing a very dangerous circumstance. He said, Would all of you throw me down? He was surrounded by his enemies and put David under very serious pressure. Moreover, David described himself as a leading wall and torturing fence. Walls and fence are usually used for protection, but David described a lean, torturing, almost destroyed wall. He has, lost, he has lost his protection. He was not safe, lost the kill, and could not even fight. Verse 4 said, Surely they intend to top me for my lofty, lofty place. They take, them, they take delight in life with their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. This verse clearly tells us that David's enemies only have one target. They intend to topple him from his lofty place. They were determined to eliminate David. David didn't know how long he would be left in this situation. So he said, How long will you assault me? They took delight in life. They filmed David and spread rumors that make David very stressed. Brother and sister, when we are in crisis like David, how will we, how do we deal with it? What do we rely on? Will we incompetent, horrified, or will we fight the enemy to the end? Will we just lay David, find rest in God, wait for God, and let God handle, help, and lead us? Will we still trust God and wait for his salvation and protection when we are in adversity, danger, and difficulty? Will we wait for God's righteousness when we are attacked, faced with injustice or fame? David actually was not waiting for a change of the circumstance. He was waiting for God himself. So even though he was under lots of pressure and faced a dangerous situation, he still could rest in God. How about us, brother and sister? Do we trust that God has everything in his hand? And when we are waiting in a critical situation. Generally speaking, when we are faced with adversity or under pressure, our natural reaction might be to fight back or to find helpers. We will try to explain and try to clear our names. In, in addition, oftentimes, our response may be anger 
because we felt attacked, insulted, or have lost ourselves with that. We are fearful because we have lost our sense of security and we don't know when the crisis will end. As a Christian, we know that we need to rely on God and wait for God. But when the situation becomes worse every day, do we sometimes forget to wait on God and try to use our own method to solve and handle it? Let us see how David confronts crisis. In verse 5, David commands himself and says, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. When David was in adversity, he commanded himself to rest in God because he could not rely on himself. He could only wait and rely on God. How did David wait for God? We can learn from David's waiting in three areas. If you read the scriptures today, we only can see two main leading roles in the psalm. I and thou. We can read, My soul, God is my salvation, my rock, my honor, my fortress, and my refuge. Only God and I. There is no middle person. No lawyer, no superman, no anyone else. Only God and me. This is called waiting in solitude. What is solitude? Solitude is a positive place. It means to be alone, to turn away from human interaction and external stimulus. Father Henry Nolan has said, who is is Father Henry Nolan? He was a famous Dutch Catholic priest, professor, writer, and theologian. One of his many quotes about solitude, one one of them said, Solitude begins with a time and place for God and Him alone. If we really believe not only that God exists, but also that He is actively present in our life, healing, teaching, and guiding, we need to set aside a time and space to give Him our undivided attention. Now, let us see how David waits in solitude. When he waits in God, he preserves himself as a leaning wall and tottering fence. Even though he lost his sense of protection, he commanded himself to rest in God and wait for God. When he really did, he said in verses 5 and 10, My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. Repeat the verses 2. We can see... Our own reality is that we are helpless and incapable, anyway, or cannot fix anything. We cannot fix our problems. And only God is our salvation when we wait in solitude. Even though David's enemy attacked him, he would not be shaken because he believed that God was the only one who could rely on and God is his protection and salvation. Brother and sister, David remind us that we don't need to focus on our surrounding environment but to spend more time with God. 
We also need to remind ourselves to have faith in God and have a steady heart to rest in God. This is especially true when we have already waited for a long time because our hope comes from God. Second, learn from David, is waiting in silence. David commands his soul to rest in God, not to argue or, bar- or bargain with him, to wait in silence. Silence means to abstain from speaking, to listen and to be quiet. However, we all know that silence is not easy in this noisy world, especially when our most powerful weapon is over our tongue. It can curse, but also can praise. It can protect and fight back too. It can denounce, explain, and exaggerate as well. Moreover, God asks us to learn how to rest and be silent in Him. It means that we shouldn't be too fast to explain ourselves and fight back. God wants us to see that we are unworthy, unreliable, useless, and helpless without Him. Waiting is the only way to understand what David says in verse 7. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my precious. God is our salvation, our mighty God, and our refuge. What is our refuge mean? We can find safety and peace even when we are in dangerous situations. David firmly believed that everything is from God. He is the source of all. Honor, salvation, power, and security are all found in God. Everything is empty and meaningless without God. That's why David decided to wait on God and find rest in Him to see how and when God helps. The third one, waiting in stillness. What is stillness? Stillness means to stop, to cease, to not move, to rest, to stay safe, to wait, and to be at peace. Also means that do not do anything yourself and just find rest in God only. David would like to indicate that he fully trusts and relies on God. Just like when we are carrying someone in the flood, it is important that this person should remain still. Don't move. This will enable us to carry him to a safe place. Waiting in stillness can express our faith to God. David says in verse 8, Trust in him at all times. You people, hold out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. David believes that God will listen to our prayers. He is the only God worthy of our trust and reliance. As God's children, we can pour out our hearts to Him, tell Him about worries, fears, because God is our refuge. We can have peace, security, and can rest in Him. Therefore, when we are waiting, we need to think about God's attributes, like His love, mercy, kindness, faithfulness, and righteousness. And then think about our relationship with God. Are we close to Him? Do we really fully trust Him? Do we obey Him? 
then you may wait to see how God accomplished His work in us. Many Christians have asked the same question. If God didn't reply our prayers immediately, does that mean He rejected our prayers? Brothers and sisters, we have to understand that following God's will means that we must abide by His plan and His time. If God wants us to wait, then we just wait. God will answer our prayer in His time because He is the only one who knows when and how to respond our prayers. He is sovereign. Our best response is to trust and wait for God's perfect time. Just like the Bible verse in, with heart to pronounce this book. Can you help me how to pronounce it? Thank you. In this book, chapter 3, verses 11 said, He has made everything beautiful in His time. Another translation, in God's time. That means we need to learn to trust and obey when we are waiting. I have heard a testimony from a sister in church. Her son was a committed Christian when he was in Vancouver and was young. But when he found a job in Hong Kong 13 years ago, he left God and didn't go to church anymore. His mom kept praying for his return to God for 13 years. Until last month, he heard that her son has brought his non-Christian wife and his two younger children to church. Brother and sister, this sister prayed for her son for 13 years. Here, I saw a girl, not only 13, but this lady prayed for her son for 13 years. It's a long time. And God answered her prayer after 13 years. We praise the Lord. She believe, praise the Lord. This sister believed that God has his perfect time to accomplish his work. So we have to learn and practice to wait in God. This including waiting in solitude, waiting in silence, and waiting in stillness. When we are willing to do it, we will come to understand more why we reflect. Now I'm going to tell you about David's reflection while waiting. The first reflection is that we find that people are unreliable. In these two verses, we can see the word no-born, high-born, and your witches. Actually, this is many people would like to have authority, authority, a good reputation, or be rich and powerful. They believe that all these things can give them protection and sense of security. But the Bible tells us that all these things are a lie. Like a breath is nothing and gone in the blank of an eye. Even though your witches increase or decrease, the Bible says, do not set your heart on them. David experienced that. It doesn't matter whether you are in a high level or a low level in society. You are missed that appears for a little while and then vanishes. If you have life experience, you might agree that every life in the world, including our own, is short, fleeting, and precious. Authority and wealth will not 
see our belong. All people and all things in the world are unreliable and we far away. David close, chose to wait in silence and wait for God's accomplishment only. Just like in James chapter 4, verse 14 said, Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are missed and appear for a little while and then vanishes. Here also commands us to follow David's decision that to wait and rely on God only. The other reflection on David's waiting is that God is reliable. Verses 11 to 12 that one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And your reward as this one according to what they have done. The Bible tells us that they will remember God's words and he learned that power belongs to God. His unfailing love, unfailing love is with him. And God's righteousness will reward everyone according to what they have done. They will understood and has experienced God's presence and possession when he was chased by King Saul as well as the rebellion from his son Absalom. He also experienced God's punishment when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. We are living in a changing world and we have to remember our power and wisdom are from God. So we need to rely on God tightly. Whether we are in good times or in adversity, we need to rely on God's love and power to live our life. And when we are waiting on God, we need, to listen, we need to listen to God's voice attentively so that we can understand and, we, and that willpower is not our own strength, not our wealth and position. It is God's power, His love and His righteousness that we reward or punish us according to what we have done. It is also the reason why we do not need to be afraid. Just like Isaiah chapter 40, 31 proclaims, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. These words remind, these words remind us God has the power of salvation. He will help and he will give the strength to those who are willing to wait and rely on him. Brother and sister, are you waiting for something to happen right now? The Bible. I come to the conclusion. What is your response? If you are waiting for something today, I wish today's message from Psalm 60 can help us to learn that we need to wait in solitude we can, so that we can see our own reality that we are broken. We are nothing until we fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to wait in silence. No defending, no arguing, no complaining and recognize that everything is from God. We also need to wait in stillness to rest, to wait 
and to be at peace. Do not do anything yourself, but rest and rely on God only. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your message. We ask for your forgiveness for at times we forget to wait for your time and your plans. We pray that the Holy Spirit will remind us to live this lesson of waiting in our daily lives. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.